at The Tanya Joy Show, we are growing in many ways. From new marketing strategies, the continual new lineup of guests, and even new show structures, we are constantly working hard on stretching out to reach more people with the truth of God's word and the truth about the days we are in. But we need your help for the next steps. If you would consider partnering with us for just $10 a month, basically the price of going to a coffee shop, it would assure that we can keep on growing. Go to tanyajoy.tv right now and set up auto donate. It will automatically come out every month and every donation you make is now tax deductible through our nonprofit. We want to keep giving back and we need your help. So thank you from the bottom of our heart for partnering with us in this way. Again, Go to tanyajoy.tv right now, and for just $10 a month, you can make a huge difference in how we continue in this fight. Again, that's tanyajoy.tv, $10 a month, set it up, auto pay, and we will be so grateful. Thank you again from the bottom of my heart. God bless you, and remember, truth always wins. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We are so glad to see you. Thank you for joining us. If you are listening by audio, welcome. I hope that everything sounds good out there in audio podcast land. We are grateful to you. If you're new and you've never seen our show, welcome. I hope you enjoy it. We do a show Monday through Friday at 414 Central every day. And then also Monday through Friday on the Blessed News Network, I believe it's 3 p.m. Eastern is our time slot, uh, the show airs. So if you want to see it first before anybody else, go over and watch on the Blessed News Network and you'll see the show airing before anywhere else. Um, And yeah, if you'd like to find out more information, check out my website, tanyajoy.tv. I do a variety of other things. And um, if you follow over on Instagram or TikTok, I do a most days, my fun little coffee talk. So if you've never seen that, I'm not going to give you a sneak peek right now. You're going to have to go find it over there. But I'm under real Tanya J. Gibson, I believe it is on Instagram. So anyway, now you know that the Blessed News Network is run by Jake Lang, who has been in prison since January 6th for over a thousand days without a trial, without ever going before a judge absolutely illegal and a crime in itself and yet there he sits well how many other people do you know personally and i know many of you probably do who were at the january 6th event right maybe they were there listening to trump speak maybe they were just there walking around and looking at things and i know somebody they were in a prayer group they were literally in a prayer huddle and the fbi visited them they were attacked actually by you know, the FBI that day and um, sprayed with pepper spray. They were doing nothing, just sitting there in a prayer circle. So this is real for those of you that still don't believe this is real. This is real. And we should not be automatically guilty simply because we were somewhere. That's communism. That's very scary stuff. We've got to call it what it is. Today, we've got Derek Evans. Another innocent J6 felon now, that's what they call them, except now he's running for Congress, which is very, very exciting. So we're going to hear his story. Today is Monday, December 4th. I'm Tanya Joy, and this is The Tanya Joy Show.
Okay, well, we weren't shocked. Over again. Now, welcome back to the show. As well, I'm so excited to have you both on the show. And I know we had such good uh, feedback and reception. General Flynn, what an honor. Joshua Joshua tracked me down in a big tent of about 4,000 people. How are you? I am doing so great. Hello, everybody. Thank God, I am wonderfully great. Hello. Thank you very much. Because what is prayer? I'm just doing. You know what I mean? And I'm thrilled to be here with the two of you. <laughs> Me too. It's like- and that's who these crazies, these evil ones. It is. You said it right. Good job. Perfect. All right. The Gibson sisters. We are so excited to have them on with us on Resistance Chicks today. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's time to rise. These people that get higher up. How sometimes I've thought. These are glory days and not gloomy days. Like I love that. <laughs> you know, it, it, it kind of works. It works. Awesome about the tour is people like you. Good. I love the applause. That's cool. There we go. Thank Hi, Joy. Everybody, welcome. We are so excited. Ready to get the show on the road? Let's go. Good morning, everybody. Coffee Talk with Esther here. I want to talk to you about something fantastic. These sprays. Oh my gosh, you have to check them out. They're called Verve Spray Vitamins. And if you wake up, and you don't feel well, you take one of these guys, you do eight squirts, and you will be back to normal in less than 24 hours. It's pretty crazy. They have one for skinny if you want to lose weight. It's vitamin B5. Again, five squirts. I'm going to show you how easy. You open it like this. How easy is that? They taste great. There's nothing bad in them. You guys have to check these out. And you can get a discount with our code B4A or Tanya Joy. They've got them in all sorts. They've got your daily vitamins. They've got the skinny. They even have a melatonin one that will help put you to sleep. Check them out now. You are going to love them. All right. Well, welcome, Derek, to the show. It's so great to have you on here. And I love, you know, Jake. So, you know, you already know some of what he's doing, which is incredible. And now you're going to be, you know, rocking the world in another way. But it's a pleasure to have you here on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Tanya. I really appreciate it. Uh, tr- truly a blessing to be here. Absolutely. So let's start by going back and just sharing. So what were you doing on January 6th and kind of how that all played out? Well. My, my January 6th story actually kind of starts a little bit earlier because it's a, such a big part of my story. I had just been elected to the West Virginia State House in 2020 and was the first Republican to win my district in over 98 years and won a landslide victory. And so uh, when I went to the Capitol that day, I was there not only exercising my natural God-given rights of free speech for myself, I was 
I was there representing the roughly, you know, 50,000 people I'd just been elected to represent. And so I was peaceful. I was nonviolent, non-destructive. I was, I was never accused of any violence or destruction either for that matter. And, um, and most people know my story and I've walked through an open set of doors and thanked a police officer for his service and received a friendly fist bump from this police officer and walked back out the same set of doors I entered. Uh, only to find myself facing 24 years in prison. And, you know, the reason it came after me so hard is I was the highest ranking government official that they could get their hands on. And they wanted to, uh, to, to make an example out of me to put fear into the American people. It's just unbelievable. I was trying to pull up because I know that video is on your website, isn't it? Uh, it's on my, it's on my social media. I don't know if it's on our website right now okay. or not. I, I don't know, I but yeah. I saw it. I think I saw it somewhere and I was going to try and pull it up um, because it's, it's such a telling, like just ridiculous. Like literally you're thanking the police officer. He fist bumps you. It's very clear. And of course we've seen this week, all of these new videos coming out. What has that been like to see? I mean, did you, let's back up first. Did you see while you were there, um, unrest and chaos and you know were you the only one that was peaceful or what did you see while no you i was on the east side of the building so i had no clue that any violence or destruction i mean it was it was a boisterous crowd don't get me wrong i mean people were, were a little rowdy you know chanting and singing and and but there was no i didn't see anyone break anything i didn't see anyone fighting with police officers or anything like that it was nothing Nothing like you've seen on uh, on the TV, if you will. So, yeah, mm -hmm. it's just, it was all new to me when I got back into cell phone service, leaving D.C. and, and started seeing the, the video footage. So you were there. You had this experience. You left. No, no issues. You hadn't seen anybody have issues. You left. You went back. You, were you just uh, did you go all the way back? I don't know how far that is. Or did you just stay? Were you staying in town? No, it was an eight hour drive. I drove back home to West Virginia and, and I'm so glad I did. I mean, I. So I live streamed uh, the entire event that day. And I had, you know, this is back before Facebook completely censored everybody. I had about 70,000 followers and I was really known for kind of going around. And, you know, I, I stood I stood face to face against Antifa and BLM when they came to our local community. And I, I stood against them by myself multiple times. So I was already known as, as somebody who was willing to do those things. And so I live streamed it. And when I hit end on the live stream on that day, it had over a million views. And um, people screen recorded it and, you know, oh, my gosh, elected representative was there and, and he's a terrorist and whatever. And so it was all I was all over every national media outlet you could think of. Even worldwide, BBC came to my house on January 7th. They flew a crew in from Britain the following day to come to my house here in West Virginia on the 7th. Oh my gosh. Um, it was it was just, I mean, I was on all the late night talk shows, you know, like Jimmy Kimmel and whoever, all those Stephen Colbert and all them. I mean, I was everywhere. And so I was arrested on January 8th, uh, two days after January 6th. I was one of the first people arrested. Wow. Okay. So tell us that story. How, <laughs> how did that work? What happened? You're at home. So, how did that play out? Yeah, we, we had, um, so I'd already, I didn't think I'd done anything wrong, but I was nervous. I knew there's a lot of media pressure and my face was everywhere. And I was afraid that the FBI or whatever would think that I was, you know, a part of the crowd that was, was violent or something, you know? And so I, I got an, a local attorney on the seventh who'd reached out to me and said, Hey, I, want, I think you're fine, but let's just you know, cross her T's and daughter. Oh, that I, was very good. Yeah. Well, I have four kids. My oldest was five years old at the time. And my biggest fear was them raiding my home. And so um, I retained him and he, he reached out to him and said, Hey, I'm representing this guy's all over the media. He didn't do anything, but if you want to talk to him, uh, just give us a phone call. He'll, he'll be happy to come down and chat with you guys. We don't want you raiding his home 
over over a mistake, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, and so then on January 8th, the media hadn't really been there that much. It was my house was swarmed on the 7th with wow. media on the 8th. It was I mean, there was media, but nothing like like the 7th. And then um, uh, they, they they were gone. And then all of a sudden the media showed up and it was just really weird. You ever get that feeling in your stomach or like that you feeling in your soul and you just know. Yeah. And I, I, I was speaking to someone on the phone. I said, man, I'm, they're going to come to, come pick me up. And they're like, no, they're not. I was like, I'm telling you, like, I just know. It. And about 10 minutes later, here came the feds. I was home, home alone with my children. They, they, they had staked out my home. They knew that my wife had left. They knew I was home alone with my children. Um, I saw them coming. I, the first thing I thought is I need to protect my children physically and mentally and emotionally. And so I, I grabbed a tablet, took them to the bedroom and said, here, play on this tablet while daddy talks to his friends. I didn't really know what to tell them. Yeah. And so uh, they come. That and that, yeah, that was the hardest part was, um, you know, my, my wife is not there. My neighbors come over to my kids. My grandmother finally shows up. Uh, and they take me out. They have me in cuffs. I'm in the back of the, the SUV and I look up and I see my little girl standing in the window looking out, crying, wanting to know my, my oldest. She's you know five years old and wanting to yeah. know where, where's daddy? Where's he going? And, and so that I was, mean, that was yeah. Traumatized by yep. the government as if like we're in China, as if yep. we're in some third world communist nation. And that's what they are doing to our children. Okay. That's just horrifying. I mean, and the thing is, like you said, the fact that the and for people that don't understand this, you've got to wake up and realize yep. that the media was alerted. That's why all of a sudden the media showed up before the police or that because it was the yep. FBI who came and got you. I'm sure not the actual Correct. police. Yeah. So that means that the FBI, you guys got to think about this. Think this through these three letter agencies. They are paying the bill. For the mainstream media, another three-letter agency, MSM, <laughs> the yep. mainstream media is being paid off and bought off. And so that's how they knew how. I mean, so in other words, now the FBI alerts the media that you're going to be arrested. Well, that's not even legal. They, they didn't even let you know that. I mean, so that's just crazy. So then what happens? They take you. Where did the FBI take you? They took me to the local federal building here. And, and you know, and I'm so... I'm so fortunate compared to so many other people, you know, early on, uh, it was really the luck of the draw. If you were, uh, arraigned and arrested through DC, then you were, you were 100% going to the gulag. There was, there was no Pascos. No, there was nobody getting out of that. If you were arraigned in your, in your local areas, really hit or miss. It depended on, you know, uh, what kind of judge you, you went before. And so luckily I live in a very conservative area. Most of the judges here were conservative. And so they let me out on bond, uh, at that moment. And so I was, I was home. We had an 18 month, you know, legal battle. Like I got, I spoke about earlier, which pretty much bankrupted our family. Uh, I was ultimately facing 24 years in prison. Uh, I ended up doing three months in federal prison. I did eight days of solitary confinement and it sounds terrible, but I mean, that's really just scratching the surface what so many other people in my, in, in surrounding January 6th have went through. I mean, we've had people who've been in solitary confinement for hundreds of days at this well, it's point. Like Jake, or, yeah. I mean, yeah. Jake, he's spent more, I think he had spent over three over an entire year equivalent over 300 some days in solitary confinement. Yep. I mean, this is insane. So even after, so the, what did, I mean, what did the FBI guys say or think like when the judge said, we're I'm letting him off on bond, did they kind of uh, just furious or were no, they? No, I think that the, um, I think the local agents, I don't know this, but I mean, I kind of got the feeling the local agents thought this whole thing was ridiculous that they were here arresting oh. me. Cause, cause the thing is, you gotta remember I live streamed it and I had a, I, mean, I had a yeah. huge following from my local area. And so, Everybody saw. Everyone the knew. They the knew 
that I didn't do any violence or destruction. I mean, yeah. people knew the, the truth. And so that made it a little bit easier in that aspect. And, and you know, so uh, I think and that yet, helped a lot. And yet you still had to go spend time yep. in, in pre a federal prison. Yep. Yeah, so you, where you, was go to, you go to the Wikipedia page for the prison where I was held called FCI Milan, Federal Correction, Correctional Institution, Milan, Michigan. And uh, you can look it up and look at the notable inmates that are there. The, the um, uh, Al-Qaeda bombers are in this prison. Uh, mass murderers are in this prison. Multiple terrorists, the, the, the alleged leader of the Sonola cartel is in there. Go down to notable inmates and you'll see, and then you'll see little old me uh, listed there as well as a notable inmate, which is crazy. Um, uh, these people that are in there. <laughs> so on activist and computer hacker oh my gosh yeah, the the the, uh, the gym the gym coach gymnastics coach uh from michigan state usa gymnastics coach who molested all those people he's in there oh, yeah. um but do you remember the, the the bomber that um the alleged bomber i guess that uh had the, the bombs in his shoes yeah uh on christmas in the early yeah. 2000s in that Derek prison Reef. Golly. And look at their all... listed beside of this, these people as if I'm, you know, what I did is so literally Wikipedia is saying what I did, and the government is saying what I did is equally as bad as putting bombs in your shoes trying to hop on an airplane or, or molesting hundreds, if not thousands, of, of minor children. That's yep. what they're saying, or being the alleged leader of the Sonola cartel. I mean, yeah. think think about the just how that's true. I mean, I mean, I remember sitting in there in the yard and just sitting there in the prison yard and just watching people walk around, know what some of these people are in there for. I'm like, the government is saying what I did is as bad as what they did. This is crazy to me. It's unbelievable. Well, so you were there how many days? Uh, so I was there for three, three months total. Three yep. months. And what, so what was that like with the inmates? I mean, these people, some of them, like you're saying, I mean, they're crazy. So did they know why you were there? What, what was their take on all this? Well, honestly, I love, I love, cause a lot of, not, not a lot of people ask that at least on in the media, a lot of people when I travel, I travel around at different events and speak and I get asked these questions by people in the audience all the time. The media never really asks, but um, I want to know. <laughs> honestly, surprisingly, they, first of all, I was the first January 6th person to ever be in that prison. And so it was a little, little unique and a little weird that aspect um prison is is i don't want to say racist because i never really got the feeling that people hated other colors of you know people of other ethnicities but it's segregated and uh -huh. um, and i knew that going in and you, you can't change any these rules you just fall in place you know so i get out of solitary confinement i'm walking through the yard uh first time out in the out in the yard a little bit and um so these guys come up to me these white guys and they say hey man where are you from i said west virginia and they said you got do you have good paperwork and that's them asking uh, bad paperwork would be if you was a child molester or a snitch. So they're, that's what they're asking. They're not allowed to ask you though that, but they that's wow. how they ask you. So they, do you have, I said, yeah, I got good paperwork. They said, what are you here for? I said, January 6th. And they said, no way, man. I said, yeah. And they said, that's awesome. Do you want to go meet the guys? And I said, yeah, sure. That's let's go. Awesome. Said, yeah, they did. They said, they said, that's really cool. So let's go over here and, you know, we've heard a lot about it, blah, blah, blah. Let's, let's walk over and meet the guys. And I said, okay. So I go over to meet the guys and, and I'll, I'll never forget, um, you know, they're asking questions. And uh, they're, they're want to help me out. You know, that's what they do. They, they help you help you out with everything. And so uh, they said, here, meet this guy. He's your unit rep and he'll show you where to sit at dinner. And so because we're going to go back inside for dinner. And so we go there and, and we go to dinner and my unit rep. And I don't use his name. Cause I, I don't know if I get whatever. But anyways, he says, uh, you're allowed to sit at these nine tables. That's it. And only white guys who have good paperwork are allowed to sit at these nine tables. You're not, you're not allowed to sit anywhere else. If anybody else is sitting here, you got to you got to kick them off the tables type of thing. And I said, okay. 
And they, wow. but the guys earlier told me come back out on the yard and they're going to bring me some stuff. And so I come back out after after dinner and they got this big laundry bag. They've got a bowl and fork and spoons, some soups. They gave me some shoes. They gave me shorts, wow. uh, a cooler. I mean, just all this stuff, socks, just to help you get on your feet and get started. Uh, with the with the you know the mind the, knowing that when I finally able to go to commissary and buy these items slowly over time I'll give it back to them so they can give it to the, the next new person but before they handed that, this to me I said all that to, to lead up to this part they uh, there was a guy in the back who was like hey I got a question I said what's that he said do you see those two cameras and I look up and I'm like yeah and he's like all right those are the only two cameras in the yard do you see that wall back there and I look and around this little bin where I said I said yeah and he said those cameras don't shine on that wall over there. Did you snitch on President Trump? I said, no. And he said, well, if we find out that you did, we're going to take you back to that wall and we're going <laughs> to. Yeah. And I was like, and I, I responded. I didn't miss a beat. And I said, this is awesome. You guys are my kind of people. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So these guys are Trump fans in this crazy facility. What I found out later is not just it didn't matter what ethnicity there's, of course, there's a few, but by and large, President Lo Trump is loved by the by the inmates. The First Step Act was really new at this moment. This is when the First Step Act was rolling out yeah. when I was in the prison. And uh, it didn't matter. Black, white, Hispanic, uh, inner city, rural, it, none of those things mattered. President Trump was was loved and adored by so many of these inmates because they saw that he was the first person who actually actually tried to change and help uh, you know some of the injustices that were taking place in our country. That is incredible. Oh my gosh. Wow. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And then when we get back, we're going to, I may ask you a few more questions about That's this fine. because th that is something that I don't think it, it isn't reported on. I, I've never heard anyone talk about it. We've heard lots of people who've been stuck in prison. I know Jake's story and I know how he actually, you know, he would be in solitary confinement, but then he'd get out, he'd lead Bible studies. So I know he was treated well as, you know, like that as well, but this is fascinating. All right, everybody hang tight. We will be right back. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six piece My Towels for only $29.98 or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know MyPillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm gonna extend my money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to MyPillow.com now or call the number on your screen Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six-piece towels for only $29.98. Or get your very own my pillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, political instability. All of these can have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. But they can also cause gold and silver to go up. Hi, this is Dr. Kirk Elliott. Buy gold, buy silver, buy now, but buyer beware. Precious metals companies are not created equal. As a PhD economist, I have been in the financial, economic, and precious metals business for three decades. The philosophy of my firm is people over profit. 
I encourage you to read my bio to learn more about me at kirkelliotphd.com. Now is the time to own physical medals in an IRA, 401k, and outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets any longer. Call 720-605-3900 or visit kirkelliotphd.com. As our audience knows, uh, we don't do it. We don't promote anything unless it works. I fell off a ladder, fell down on, a, on my leg, opened it up, and there was great pain in it. So I, uh, I used the patch, and immediately it went away. No pain. Helped by scientific research and rigorous lab testing, even people who have suffered for decades are getting amazing results. We now have hundreds of testimonials for pain relief, allergy relief, anti-anxiety, brain boost, keto boost, and many other solutions, all with zero drugs and no side effects. Quantum is simply about two things. One, intentions, as a man thinketh, so he is. And two, renewing your mind with the word of God. This unique yet potent multisensory approach is powerful, and it works. The patch provides the touch, and the included prayer guide uses your sight, speech, and hearing to utilize the senses God gave you. That's the quantum effect. Are you ready to experience the quantum effect? Go to QEstrong.com and use code B4A at checkout. Welcome back, everybody, to the Tanya Joy Show. Please remember, you can find out more about us over at tanyajoy.tv. And when you support our sponsors, which are those some of those commercials you just saw, those are kind of our chosen sponsors. I work directly. I know those people. They're friends. Um, I can call them if we have questions. If, if one of you purchased something and there's something wrong, you can let me know. I can go directly to the owner. That's why we partner with these people. And when you use them, like... Um, Dr. Kirk Elliott, when you take your money, your IRAs, and you put it into silver and gold, that helps. We get a small portion back here at the show, and that helps the show grow. So I want to thank you for that in advance. And please remember, you can watch us every day, 3 p.m. Eastern on Blessed News Network or at 414 Central on our Rumble channel, Clout Hub, Facebook, uh, our website, and all of those places. All right. We've been having a fascinating discussion with Derek. So we're going to bring him back and continue this great conversation. Oh, my gosh. That is so wild to me that that was what they told him that they would have literally taken you out if they knew you weren't a Trump. If they, if they thought I snitched on president Trump, they would have, uh, they would, they would have had me. And there was another, there was another guy in there. Who's an old timer. Um, I don't want to give away too much information, but we'll, we'll just say that he was, um, a, a member of one of the old school biker gangs back when they were still like, you know, running things. And he was, okay. he'd been on America's top most wanted for years and everything. Wow. And, um, uh, he, he really, uh, ran a, a lot of the stuff without running the stuff. Like, so he wasn't necessarily in officially in charge of everything, but everybody really looked up to this guy and what he said really, really went, if you will. And so because, uh, he was such a fan, uh, basically everybody involved in January 6th, he thought it was, it was awesome and everything. Um, usually it takes people sometimes years to be able to get a, a time slot to work out in the, in the weight pit, you know, cause oh, wow. so they, they got, they got this weight pit and then, um, you know, there are uh, each race, if you will, has a certain, you know, you, you, the white people have this bench they can use and the black people have that one and the Hispanics. And so there's only so much time you can use it. And um, because this old guy loved uh, the fact that, you know, that was there for January 6th so much, um, just within a couple of weeks, I had a workout slot. I had a time slot to work out. It takes some people, like I said, years to, to be able to, to acquire That's one of those. And so, incredible. Yeah, the whole thing was just, it was 
very fascinating, the whole thing. And, and I'll tell you, I did a little bit of a study while I was in there. <clears throat> and so people, I try to keep a low profile. That's a whole other story as to how I wasn't able to do that. Some of the guards kind of really outed me on a couple of liberal guards. I was going to um, say, yeah, I'm curious about what the guards were like compared to the inmates. But anyway, well, go ahead. So, so the guards, that was really tricky for me. Uh, so you have to remember that you're an inmate. And so you can't have a friendly relationship with the guards, even, even though I got like, back to blue and you know, all these things. Right. Um, and not that, not that you have a bad relationship, but you, you can't like, if you go and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with a police officer or with one of the cops in there, one of the guards, even if someone is har harmless says, Hey, is the gym going to be open later? Well, later, if, if somebody's room or their bunk or whatever gets raided, they're going to think that you snitched. And that's why you were having that. Oh, wow. You be really careful as to how you, so you always take someone but with you. Did you, you know will, that? You go, <laughs> well, did you know that going in? A little bit of this. I'm a huge fan of 60 Days In, which really helped me, honestly. Oh, wow. Um, and, and I had some people who had reached out to me who from just across the country. It was like, hey, uh, I spent some time in prison. I'd love to chat with you and just kind of give you. And just so in case. I had some people who reached out and kind of gave wow. me some some of this information ahead of time, which was very, very helpful, to say the least. And um, and so, yeah, it was it was interesting. But um, some of the guards uh, made it known to me very early, like, hey, we think this whole thing is BS. We're here. We got your back. Like, just keep your head down and, and instead of trouble, get home to your family. There were a couple of very liberal guards who, who obviously wanted to put a target on my back. It was, it was pretty obvious from the get go uh, of just how they, they handled uh, certain situations, to say mm -hmm. the least. Um, and then uh, I was all over the the media. I'd signed a book deal right before I went into prison. And so it hit, it hit the media when I was in there. And uh, and so we're sitting there and I'm, I'll never forget one of the, uh, one of the guys comes up to me with an article in the New York Times, I believe it was, or like one of one of these major news uh, newspapers is like, is this you? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and so um, quickly they all learn and then they study, they Google you, you know, they want to know what you're in there for because you got to present. So just me telling them I had good paperwork is not good enough. I had to present my paperwork to them so that they know I wasn't lying. To the guys about, or to yeah, 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 yeah. To, to, to your to your race of people, your car, if you will, the the the, the leadership within um, uh, the, the the people that you you're rolling with, I guess, is how they would say it in prison. And so they they knew, and so it quickly spread. You know, as a quote unquote politician. So, but it really opened up a lot of doors. I was able to have some political conversations with people yeah. that most people I probably wouldn't be able to do that. Right. And what I would do is um, I would ask people, you know, uh, what are you in here for? You know, especially people in there. There's a lot of people in there just for guns, not not, you know, maybe they committed a felony when they're 18, 19, 20 years old. And then they're in their 30s or 40s. and They get caught the broken tail out in their car and they have a weapon in there. And now they're in prison for five years. Really? Just for having a, yeah, this happens a lot. And so I was passing out red pills every day. I would go to these people and a lot of them are black. And I would say, did you know that Joe Biden wrote the 1994 crime bill? that put you in here did you know that republicans and conservatives actually believe that you have a right to own that firearm regardless of that and they're like no i didn't you know i didn't know this this is crazy wow so, yeah i was passing out red pills every day and i was teaching the constitution and teaching people about natural god-given rights and 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 how the constitution was written to prevent the government from infringing on your rights like our rights do not come from the government our rights come from from god our creator yeah. i was teaching this these things to these people and, and but i would also ask them i'd say hey do you Early on, I'd say, do you, do you identify as a Democrat or Republican? They didn't know I was a Republican. I'd say, it's okay. If, I don't care either way. I'm just curious. And it was so fascinating how many people, especially the minority groups, who said Democrat. But then later in the conversation, or maybe a couple of days later, or a week, or whatever, I would just ask them, hey, do you trust the government? 
no, man, I don't trust the government. I was like, okay, do you, do you think that the government should have more power over your life? No. Do, should you depend on the government to provide for you? Or do you think that if the government got out of your way, you could provide for your own family and take care of your own family? They would just leave you alone. Man, I'll get mine. Just get them out of my way. I'll, I said, congratulations. You're, You're a Republican. <laughs> wow. So that's what I did every day. I was passing out red pills to people. That's what I spent my time doing. That's incredible. So you were there three months, you said, total. Yep. And how many days did you say you were in solitary confinement? Eight days of solitary confinement. So in a row? Eight days so. Yeah, eight days in a row of solitary confinement. And was that at the front end? Yep, when I first got there. Yep, so I went straight was from it the, just the sort of like, Was it just sort of like, this is our smack you on the back of the hand type of a thing? Like, we're just going to... I mean, well, why did it's they back during that? COVID? And so they called it quarantine, if you will, because I wasn't vaccinated and I refused to take their vaccine. And so that's what they do is throw you into quote unquote quarantine, which is 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 the hole. They throw you in the in the hole, which is which is really it's jail inside of jail. It's prison inside of prison. It's for people who broke the rules inside of prison. They, yeah. You know, people who are not uh, for whatever reason, they can't be in the general population. They throw them in in, in the hole. And so that's where they took me. That is incredible. So then you got out. Now you knew before you went in, you were going to be there for so many days. Like, yep. was that the sentence? Okay. And so then you got out. You didn't have to go before a judge or like, you know, you knew that was the end of your sentence. You got out. And, and then what happened? I mean, you're, you're running for office yep. 2024, right? That's when your election cycle will be. That is. Yep. And I, well, first I have, I have three years of probation. I have two years of probation left. And so still having to answer to all of that. And that's a whole other story into how people are treated even when they, when they are released. And, and, you know, I want to say this is not unique to just January 6th. We have some major criminal justice issues in this country. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll say it, I'll be the first to admit uh, the left to their, I have to give them a little bit of credit on this. They've been beating that drum. I think that some of them are doing it for the wrong reasons, but, and, and, and take up the, the wrong issues with it. But uh, there's some there's some major criminal justice issues in this country. I knew that there was, but I didn't truly understand it until going through the system myself. I would love to see the Republican Party really use January 6th as a stepping stone towards we, we need massive criminal justice reform in this country. And wow. I think that if we did that, there's so much low hanging fruit out there in terms of reaching out to, to people who've been in this situation. I mean, like a third of the population or whatever has been incarcerated or, or an immediate family member is incarcerated. I think that we could really get a lot of these minority groups to start voting conservative because I already know, I've already had these conversations. They are conservative at yep. their core and at their principle. They just don't know it. And the Republican party sucks at messaging. We yep. should be reaching out to these people. And so, so yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm running for Congress in West Virginia's first congressional district. Uh, you know, I decided when I got out, um, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I really did. I had a lot of people ask me if I wanted to run, for, if I was going to run for office. I really had no intentions of ever running for federal office. But when I got out of prison, I started, you know, reaching out and, and trying to get help from uh, elected Republicans specifically. And and none of them wanted to touch January 6th. This is before President Trump became a January 6th political prisoner. So they didn't have the courage to stand with us. And so mm -hmm. I decided, you know what, instead of running for my old seat in the state house, I'm going to run for U.S. Congress because I'm going to take this battle to their front door the same way they brought it to mine. Wow. I love that. That's so awesome. And, and it, it's true, you know, so much because this was 2020. No, was it 2020? Was 20, I got out last year, 2022, about a year ago. And so, so you didn't get put in. So you were put in the end, what the end in the summer of uh, 20, the summer of 2022 is was okay. when I spent my majority of my time in there. And, you know, I think it's important when we're talking January 6th, I know for me anyways, 
I discuss and really think about January 6th, at least from a media standpoint and, and, and political standpoint, if you will, there's pre-Trump arrest yeah. and there's post-Trump arrest. Pre-Trump arrest, uh, the, the mainstream conservative media didn't want to discuss January 6th, didn't want to have us on their shows and share their story, our stories. Uh, the, the, the Republicans, elected Republicans, didn't want to stand up for us or anything yeah. like that. But after Trump became a January 6er, now they're all doing it so that they can score their political points and, and everything oh. like that. Now, now we're no longer toxic, if you will. Now it's a way for them to gain political favor and political gain. So now it's the cool thing to do, if you will, which I'm, I'm still grateful they're doing it. But I think we have to remember those who were uh, were not there for us. <laughs> exactly. Us yeah. Back in the, yeah. Back when this all started, that is just insane. So now how, so when you're on probation, I mean, what, what happens with that? <laughs> well, um, so, uh, the first six months I was, what would they considered high intensity because I'm a, a literally the government has labeled us as domestic terrorists. It's terrorists. not hyperbole or exaggerating. Like we're literally labeled as domestic terrorists and that's why we've been debanked and all these other things. But, um, so because of that, when I first got out, uh, when I was first being released, the prison had to notify the CTU in DC. We didn't even know what that meant. They didn't even know what that meant. They never had to do that before. It's a counterterrorism unit to let them oh know that I was getting released gosh. out of prison. Um, and so uh, the first six months was very uh, difficult. And so I've never had any issues with drugs. January 6th had nothing to do with drugs, but they had me on high intensity drug screening and a lot of other J6ers have been treated this way as well. So every evening between 5 p.m. and 5.30 p.m., I would have to call a number and listen to an automated message. On that automated message, if I heard the number, I think mine was four, I believe. If I heard the number four, then the following day between 4 p.m. and 4.30, I had to travel and go take a drug test. If I, if I missed that drug test, it was the same as failing one. And so... You know, uh, people would ask me, hey, can you help me do something tomorrow? Or do you want to go do something tomorrow? I'd say, I, I have to let you know at 530 because I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. You know, I might have to take a drug test. And there were countless times I'd have to call my grandparents. My wife would be at work and I would say, hey, can you go pick up my kids? Because where their school is to get to where I had to take the drug test. It was, it was too far. I couldn't make the make both. both Unbelievable. Uh, and, and then did you have to pay for the drug test every time? No, I didn't have to pay for it. You, the taxpayers, got to pay for that, thankfully. Um, oh, and yeah. So, so that's um, fantastic. One more good thing yep. that our money is and going to. And I still have to, to, to check in. I had to ask for, for, for permission to travel. So if I want to travel somewhere, I have to give two weeks notice and ask for permission and get it approved before I can travel. Um, and, and when we fly, I'm on the quad, well, I'm no longer on the quad S list, but I was on the quad S list for the first, first few times I flew, which is the highest level classification you can have and still fly on an airplane. I mean, the whole thing has just been a complete joke, to say the least. It's just, I just wish, I, I unfortunately have friends who still don't believe this is really happening. Like they still believe this is just a strange one-off case. This, Like I personally know at least five to 10 people who have either been in prison, had the FBI raid their house, you know, been debanked because of it, whatever. And that's just like right off the top of my head. There's probably more that I could even say that is not just one off. Like, no, it's everybody involved in January 6th, even family members. I mean, uh, right. we've had parents and siblings and spouses and children who, who, already, who didn't even go to the Capitol, who've been debanked and put on mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the, the terror watch list and all these other things just for being associated with us. Just talking about it. I mean, yep. like I was saying at the beginning, I mean, I, 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 I can't prove this obviously because no company, no corporate company yeah. is, 
going to say you're fired because we saw you do a talking about this. But I know that I know that that's why yep. I got fired from my corporate job. It was seven days after I released a show talking about it. And all of a sudden now I'm under investigation for yep. doing my job that I had been yep. trained to do for three years. You know, that's that's insane. Like th yes. this is um, we are truly living under a communist regime and and yep. the idea that um we need to save our nation yes but but our nation's already lost that's something people have to get a grip on it's already gone we're, we've we've already crossed this this wouldn't happen this you would not have been put in prison had we not been under a communist marxist Agreed. government regime it wouldn't have happened so that's already there we now have to get people like you elected and kept in office to start changing things. That's the only way. So, so now you're getting ready to run. I imagine you're campaigning already and doing all that. Already. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah and what's, that's really what has them spooked to be honest with you is I, I'm very blessed and fortunate. I live in one of the reddest districts in the entire country. This is not only a red district, it's a MAGA district. Um, and you know, I've already won a state house race here, uh, and, and won a landslide and I've got a lot of support. And so, um, we haven't spent a single dollar campaigning yet, and we're already polling at 45% against a six-year Rhino incumbent. It's the closest race in the entire country for someone challenging an incumbent in the primary, and we haven't even spent a dollar yet. And, and so, we, yeah, we've, we've been endorsed by Mike Lindell, General Flynn, uh, Laura Loomer, Veterans for Trump, and we've got a, got a lot of endorsements already, and so things are picking up. And, and yeah, it's got them, got them spooked a little bit knowing that uh, yeah. they, 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 we're going to continue uh, – can continue this fight. What um what is your voting like? I mean, do you guys have machines there? Is it is the voting pretty clean in your district? Well, we we have we have the machines, and so I don't think anything is ever clean until we we get rid of those. Yeah, I mean, I'm, of those. I, as you said, I, as I said, I'm, I'm endorsed by Mike Lindell, so you guys know where I stand. And we got to get yeah. rid of the machines. We need to have one day voting, paper ballots, hand counted at the precinct level, transparent for all to see, and uh, that's I that's agree. what I support, and that's what I uh, that's what I'm gonna push for. I totally agree. So what are the things that you're hoping, um, what will you do once you get back in there? Um, you know, particularly in light of all of this, what do you, do you already have any bills or any things that you're working on that you want to try and, and get done when, when you get back in? Cause I mean, I, I will guess that you will be back in. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously uh, all the, the cookie cutter things everybody already is aware of, we got to secure a border, uh, sure. We got uh, we, we got to unleash American energy, which will help with the inflation and the economy as, at the same time. So those are those are three major issues, obviously, for me, but uh, and, and my district. But, you know, I, I tell the voters in the district, I tell people all the time, I'm not I'm not a politician. Uh, I'm, re I'm really not. I mean, I'm just I'm, I feel like I'm a patriot who's just getting involved in politics. I think we need more of that. We have too many politicians in in politics. Um, but. Uh, so what I, I explained to people is I'm going to be one of 435 members of the House. I, I'm going to propose a lot of these things, ab abolishing the three-letter agencies, for, in yep. for instance, not just defunding them, but abolish them. Is it going to yep. pass? Probably not, but I'm going to propose that. But what I, So I can't promise that anything will pass, sure. but what I can promise the American people, not just my district, but what I can promise the American people is I'm not running to make friends. I'm not running to go up there and play patty cake politics. I'm yep. running to kick in the front door and expose the corruption in D.C. That I don't need anyone's help to do that. And that's what we're going to do. Yeah. And that's good because then that you can set an example to others around the country. And imagine if we could get 100 people to do that around Absolutely. the country, then we can make a change. Then you go yep. in there and say, we want this abolished and it's going to get abolished yep. because you've got that many people. That's how we make 
the change. That's why General Flynn talks about we've got to get involved at the local level. You've got to get involved in your local precinct, your local district. Um, Because even if you're in a district that's supposedly Republican, most of them are rhinos right now. They really are. So it's going to be very exciting. I feel like this 2024 election is going to make or break our future. I mean, it's this is going to be the most, con- uh, what would be the word, not contested, but the most like watched and important election of our lifetime, I think. I agree with you 100%. I mean, I tell everybody all the time, I mean, uh, we're, we're truly in a battle right now for the future of this country. And, yeah. and you know, uh, yesterday it was the January 6th political prisoners such as myself. And today they're going after President Trump and the people who make memes on social media, parents who speak yeah. out at school board meetings. And if they get away with that today, then tomorrow they're going to come after every single God-fearing American conservative across this country, especially those who have the courage to stand up and speak out against the tyranny we find ourselves living under. I completely agree. Yeah, couldn't have said it any better. That's absolutely such good Good, good truth. Is there anything else? Where can people um, find you? Just where, whatever you'd like to finish off with. Yeah, they can find me. You can go to my website, evansforwv.com. You can go there and you can, uh, there's a button to donate if you want to do that. If you want to phone bank or text, it doesn't matter what part of the country you're in. You can do that as well. Click join our team and someone on our team will be happy to reach out and, uh, and, and, and get you started on that. We're kicking off our Patriot Freedom Tour going across the district. Uh, just you know, sharing the truth about everything going on in our country right now and answering questions and such. And so uh, using people right now, uh, it's too early to obviously forget out the vote, but we're using our volunteers to help fill up those rooms and call and personally invite people uh, in the local area to come out and, and meet us in person. Uh, and if you don't want to do those things, at the very least, add us to your uh, prayer list. This is spiritual uh, warfare of, of good versus evil. You can do that. Um, and then you can follow me on, on all the major social media platforms. I have different names on all of them because we've been uh, deplatformed so many times. So I don't know all the names on all of them. You can just you can find me on uh, on the social media. And then the last thing, if you want to know more about my story leading up to prison, you can uh, you can buy my book as well. It's called uh, Political Prisoner: The Untold Story of January 6th. It's on Amazon and a couple other places. Uh, it doesn't really get into the the prison because I wrote this while I was in prison, and so uh, the, you know it kind of tells a story leading up. Uh, to prison. It's not a very long book. It's a short, easy read. I'm not an author. I'm not somebody who uses big words. I'm just a country boy from Southern West Virginia who took one on the chin from the most corrupt government in the history of the world and got up, dusted my britches off and still standing here. And I'm still fighting to save this country. If I can do it, then so can you. That's fantastic. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. So your book, it can get, they can get that on Amazon. Yep. It's called- and I hate Amazon just as much as anyone else. But, but you know, that, that's yeah, that's right. And yeah. so it's called Political Prisoner by Derek yep. Evans. So y'all pick that up. I, I mean, that's, I'm sure, fascinating. And uh, you need to write a story about what it was like being in prison. Well, I, don't I know took notes every that. single day yeah. while I was there and actually mailed them home every week. So I, in my garage, I have a, uh, a whole thing of, of notes. I'm going to do that at some point. I just haven't had time to do that with the campaign and maybe be a project I do uh, do next year after the campaign. But I'm definitely going to do that as well. Oh, good. That's fantastic. Well, we'll make sure that we stay in touch as as it gets sure. closer to the elections um, in 2024. So, wow. Well, hang tight, everybody. Thank you so much. It was so great to have Derek on today. We're going to end with our scripture of the day, Daniel 2, 21. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He, meaning God, that's the truth. He's the one who changes the seasons. He's the one that removes the kings. 
and it's getting ready to come. Thanks so much for watching. You can find more about me and the show at tanyajoy.tv. You can actually get a whole background of how this started and the whole thing. So head on over there and subscribe when you go over there. Hit the bell, get notifications. Um, it'll just put you on our mailing list and that would be awesome. And please remember to watch us daily on the Blessed News Network under Beauty for Ashes with Tanya Joy or on our Rumble channel, Facebook, Clout Hub, Twitter, and of course, always on our website, The Tanya Joy Show. As always, please share with your friends and family. That's what helps get the word out there. God bless you. Thanks for being with us today. Have a great one. And until next time, bye for now. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Beauty for Ashes with Tanya Joy. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you've enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and remember you were created for such a time as this.